Welcome to our podcast. You're listening to Behavior That Becometh Holiness, Ladies Ministry. So glad that you joined us today, and we hope you're blessed. Hey, everybody. It's so good to have you back on Behavior That Becometh Holiness. And my name is Melissa Cornett, and we have very special guest with us today. And um, Sister Shea Boyd is joining us today from Louisiana. Sister Shay, how are you? I'm doing good, Sister Melissa. Wonderful. Before we get started on this podcast, um, why don't you introduce yourself to the ladies? I know I already said your name, but introduce <laughs> yourself a little bit, you know, tell us a little bit about yourself and your family. Thank you, Sister Melissa. I am Shay Boyd. I'm from Sterlington, uh, Sterlington, Louisiana, and my husband pastors Sterlington Holiness Tabernacle. We've been there going on 26 years, and we have three girls. Uh, two are married, and our baby Kaylee, she's still at home. She's 20, and so we are serving here. We pioneered our church, and so it has been a wonderful journey. Um, and you have some grandbabies, don't you? Oh, and I have some grandbabies. Yes, I do. I have <laughs> grandbabies. And the title, Mimi. Um, oh, give my that's life. awesome. And I, I honestly tell everyone that it is the best part of getting older. It is. <laughs> it is. It, it, it would kind of stink if it wasn't for that. But um, those no. grandbabies, they, they are worth it. Exactly. I used to, um, Doug and I both used to kind of laugh under our breath a little bit at all these grandparents that would do nothing but talk about their grandkids. And every time you'd see them, you know, they'd get their wallet out and show a, a picture. We don't even do that anymore. We just have everything on our phone. Oh, and yeah. And I tell people, I, I am the worst grandparent now. I'm like, okay, just stay right there. I've got 327 pictures yeah, on my phone I can show you right now I know, <laughs> I know. <laughs> so speaking of grandchildren and um and our children and our husbands yes the topic for today is homemaking and um That's you right. are here to speak with us a little bit about that and we are excited it is something that is definitely needed in this day that we live in? Well, that's what I was thinking. When you sent me the topics, you know, this one really stuck out to me because the home is um, so under attack. And it is. It's on the, the endangered species list anymore. I mean, it's just um, the devil, he wants to destroy the husband and wife, that unit. Yes. And um, if he can, if he can tear that apart, he has the kids, you know, he has. Yes. And even though that child, you know, can come out of that and serve God, it's always hard for them. You know, they, it's a struggle. So I feel like if, if you can, if you can um, spare your home, you have, you know, you can go out and win the world. You can be a missionary, you can Uh travel evangelist and do all these wonderful, mighty things. But to me, if you lose your home, that is the most important thing you have. And to me, you've lost everything you know right right that's that I, is something I, that god gave you 
personally. I mean, a, a specific um, soul that he's placed yes. in our hands. When, when the husband and wife comes together, God gives them, um, you know, whether it's um, biologically or through adoption or however That's it is, God has placed these the these souls in our hands and our husbands yeah. and and our yeah. hands to build you, you know to build uh, up yes when you mentioned adoption that stuck out to me because you know my father-in-law richard boyd he um adopted tracy as a little boy and he was such a good dad and showed him a lot of love and the way of the lord you know and was just such a friend and so, yeah, it doesn't matter if you're adopted. It doesn't, you know, even if, if you're not adopted and, and you're in a home, when that, there's nothing that can take the place of love. And right. when someone takes you under their wing, you know, uh, that means everything to a child. Exactly. You are and so right. And actually, they crave boundaries. They do. And, and even though they don't like them and they fuss about them and rules, um, and it brings order to a house and every household should have boundaries, rules, and even consequences uh-huh. because that shows I love you and I love you so much that I'm going to see it through because I care what happens to you. Yes. So it yes. is so important that every home has that. But yes, I feel like, um, so homemakers, home is what you make it. And yes. so that's kind of what I want to talk about today is making our homes a haven and it should be a haven of rest, you know, not, not a war zone. And sometimes a lot of homes are war zones and um, it's hard, you know, to some children want to just get away from home. They can't wait to get married and they marry, you know, the wrong mate prematurely or um, they're runaways just a lot of situations, you know, your most important years are at home. You're right. And, yes. you know, it even I have I heard a lady say the other day she works in a nursing home and she said, I work with the um, she said, I, I take care of a lot of the uh, ones in the nursing home that have psychological problems and they have many uh, personalities, you know, they're bipolar. And she said a lot of their problems are, are stemmed back from when they were children. Wow. So it affects them even at the age, you know, of seventies, eighties. Right. At the end of life, they're still, it's so important. they're still paying those consequences of a, of a war zone home. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, yeah, Yeah. I was going to talk about what we, what we make our home. um, We can make or break it. And the Proverbs chapter 14 and verse one, there's a scripture and it says, every wise woman buildeth her house, but the foolish plucketh it down with her hands. So, you know, God put it in us to be nesters, just like he did the, the bird, the female bird. She goes out, she gathers food for her little uh, birds, her little, you know, she brings the food back to them and she's nesting. And so God put it in all of us to be nesters and to make our home the very best that it can be the best atmosphere. And I've always heard that women set the atmosphere of their home. Yes. Yes, absolutely. Mood. And so it is so important that we have um, our daily prayer. You know, I was thinking, 
okay, so what makes a house a home is when the Lord of that home is Jesus Christ. He's the head. And when a, a mother and a father acknowledge that he is Lord of this house, and then that, that dad, okay, he is the man of that home. And he is the one that he he sets the boundaries, he sets the rules, and mom and mom enforces them. And yes. when that happens, um, it is a it is just it, it's chain reaction. And then when the children see that the mom is doing exactly what you know she's supposed to do, and it's not always easy to do, you know, being submissive is not. Um, something our flesh craves, you know, No. <laughs> uh, when the, the man sets the boundaries and the rules, the wife, you know, stays in that submission. And then the ch children will obey when they see mom do what dad says. It's kind of chain reaction. Does that make sense? It does. Yes. But you know, that, that to me is the order of the home and it, it's really our flesh that dominates us a lot of times and keeps us from having that peaceful atmosphere, you know, that we should. Yes. Yeah. You know? Well, also in Proverbs, um, let's see back a little bit. It talks about the virtuous woman being a crown to her husband. Yes, absolutely. Um, but she makes, she'll make a shamed, um, how's it go? But she, that, makes a shame is that is as rottenness to his bones yeah i we, mean we have we have a choice you know of being that that wife that um can put a crown you know that is a crown to her husband absolutely um, by by um just respecting as you're talking about the boundaries respecting that respecting um you know the word of the lord and uh, we can be a crown to our husband or we can, you know, make Terry. him rotten, you know, <laughs> make decay yeah. to his bones, you know, but exactly. also to our house, you know, because oh. if, if he's the head, then, you know, if he's, if his bones are rotting, then that is our um, protection of our home. Right. Exactly. Um, I, my mom, she taught me, well, I guess when we came up, uh, my dad was always, he always sat at the head of the table and she always made his food first, you know, and she um, showed him respect in that, that he's the king of this home, you know, Yeah. and she taught us, you know, she actually taught us to respect him by the way she honored him. And it doesn't mean that she always agreed with everything he says. And I know that there are some men, you know, God never intended for a man to, you know, treat his wife like the doormat either. Right. You know? You're right. And so yeah. um, the man has to, you know, live in such a way that he does, of course, earn respect. But even when he doesn't, you know, that the wife, she pray about that, you know, and take it to the Lord in prayer. And um, it, it is a continual job that we all, none of us have the perfect home. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. The whole it's time you're talking, I'm sitting here thinking, oh my goodness, you know, she's like preaching to me because I'm telling you, sometimes it's like you said at the beginning, it's it's not something that we crave to be submissive. No. It's not. And I'm just, you know, everybody knows I'm just kind of like an open book. Maybe I should close it sometimes. I don't know. <laughs> but um, 
you know, it's not always easy for me. I, you know, I'm, I'm an outspoken person and, um, you know, sometimes it's hard for me to, um, to stay in my place. And I, I hope I'm not the only woman out there oh, that it, that it we, is, that it's oh, like that. <laughs> absolutely. And I think it's something, I mean, that we build our husband up. Yeah. That we, I think it's important that our children see affection in the home. I do too. And, and like, okay. I, if, if my husband and I, if brother Doug and I, if we have a disagreement, um, what I, what we've tried to do is if we have a disagreement in front of our children, then we want to show them that, you know, we're not afraid to apologize in front of our children Absolutely. as well. Yes. You know, that is as to be in a home, you have yeah. to own yourself and say, I'm sorry. Yeah. There's been times I've had to apologize to my kids. I mean, crying because Me I too. and I'm telling you, and you know, I corrected them in a way that I shouldn't. I yeah. worked them hard, you know, I took something that had happened just on the phone or something, yeah. maybe, you know, something else upset me. I took it out on them. I mean, we are human and, but we cannot ever uh, go without saying, I'm sorry. Right. Uh, and I know. think the important thing is, is that for, okay, mm -hmm. Doug and I have been married almost 32 years. You and brother Tracy have been married, what, 32, 33? 32 okay. in May. Okay. So we both, I, we both got married, I guess the same year, 1990, 32 years. And um, so I think the important thing for the young woman to know that's either just got married or been married a few years or getting ready to get married is, no, <clears throat> pardon me, no one is expecting you to be perfect and to have everything downright. Sometimes I think in a social media era that we live in, you know, you're not going to post your ugly battles online, but um, you post all the roses and, and love notes. And, and I love those. Doug yeah. does all of that. Yeah. But you know, that's what I'm going to post. I'm not going to post if he's woke up and kind of, you know, in, in a grouchy mood or, or me, right. I woke up in a grouchy mood. I'm not going to take a pic, a selfie and put on there and say, I am really grouchy today. Stay out of my way. <laughs> I'm not going to do that. No. And therefore, no. sometimes the younger women might think, you know, uh, we have to have that perfect marriage like them. Absolutely. No one has a, no one is perfect. So therefore no one has a perfect marriage, but we try to build on, on the gospel, on the word of the Lord, you know, have our foundation right. And if, if sometimes we mess up, we apologize yes. and we go on from there. Absolutely. Um, I wanted to bring out, you know, okay, how my mom raised me and how moms did it. Okay, I'm 48. So how moms did it, you know, 48, 50 years ago is different a lot of times than today. Yes. Um, so back then, you know, all the emphasis is on baking and cooking and, um, you know, gardening and staying home and, um, that around the table time and cleaning and ironing. Yes. And you know what I'm talking about? It's kind of seems yes. like a passion. My mom canned. Okay. She worked in the garden and she didn't like it, but she, she did it anyway. And she 
canned a lot of stuff, you know, uh-huh. she baked all that time. And I know that it's, we're living in different days where everybody's so fast, but now the modern successful mom today is she's an entrepreneur. She's an influencer. She, um, you know, she is popular. She is um, an enthusiastic, you know, with her sports, with her kids, takes them to dance, you know, they're involved in everything in the community. You know, how do you, how do you have family time with all of that? Right, right. So it's like this world, it's like the, the modern day, you know, um, idea of momhood is to keep your kids and keep you so busy that you really aren't able to spend time with just them. Exactly. You're right. Yeah. I think that we should push away from that idea. And I think we should kind of get back to the old, old time way. And I, I think, I think it's always in style. I mean, I think what's wrong with, you know, just pushing back some of those things and saying, you know what? I'm going to have game night with my kids tonight. You know, my dad used to sit and play Uno with us and we loved it. Yeah. You know, just those type of things. He took time off work. He would take us to camp meetings, him and mom. Yeah. He, um, we went fishing. We went on bicycle rides. I'll never forget. My dad bought all the whole family bicycles and we would go on bicycle rides. That meant so much to me. Right. And that unit of, we sat around the table, my mom cooked. We didn't eat out all the time because we couldn't afford it. Exactly. Yeah. So it's important that we, we, we ladies budget too, you know, that we don't over um, stress the family with our spending and our habit, you know, and I love coffee, but you know, if you have a, a a daily coffee habit that gets expensive. Yes. and if you can afford it, go for it. But sometimes, you know, there's little things that we can cut out that brings unity and will help with finances and stress. I think it's so important, Sister Melissa, all of this that we're talking about, being affectionate at home. The best gift we can give our kids is for dad to love mom and mom to love dad. That's the best gift you can ever give your kids. All these things are important, but we've got to show them how much we love God by how we attend church. That's right. That's how, right. How we pay our tithes because that money that we pay, it's already his. It's not ours. And so we- many times now, um, the um, it seems like the world is pushing our moms to, you know, have your kids in, in the most, um, you know, latest tag you know whatever the name tag is on your clothes you know make sure that they're in that make sure that they're doing the the latest fads and yes yes and all of that and it because we don't want them to be left out or feel and it hurt their self-esteem you know and they're pushing their kids um to make sure they're the most popular i to me i think we have so stress and and depression and anxiety is is so prevalent in kids absolutely kids how did it how did it get that way maybe because the family unit is not built on god you're right i'm not saying if someone battles anxiety or if the devil has is putting them in a battle of depression that you know they're not christians that's not what this episode is about I'm just saying that our children, that um, this world is putting, has so much stress on them already. I don't, 
think that they need to feel it from home. Right. You know, stress to be the best, stress to be, you know, as long as my kids did their best, I didn't care if they were the best. You know, I I wanted them to um, more than anything, you put you give your your all in church. I don't care if you can, you know, if you write the next book being published, I don't care if you're, you know, a big sports star. I don't care if you're the next um, music sensation. What I care about is how you spend your time with the Lord. Absolutely. I think it's important that we teach them we're okay. My mom and dad weren't just Christians at church. They were Christians at home yeah. and their love and their life was church. Yes. And I know that there's a lot of families you say, sister Shay, I'm not in the ministry, you know, like you guys are, it doesn't matter. My mom and dad weren't in the ministry either, but exactly. they so loved the church house. They so loved God. Yeah, they're not that you might not think you might think you're not in the quote unquote the ministry, but your home is your ministry. That is the first and most important ministry of a mother, of a wife, even if you don't have children of a wife, your first ministry is to your home, Absolutely, to your home. And it you don't you can um, just you and your husband is is a home you don't have you know there are some women out there that um may not have children yet or may not have ever had children but you have a home yes and there are other you probably have you know you could have nieces nephews right people in the kids in the church you know looking up to you but your first priority is your home the one that god gave you your husband you your husband that's the first home. That's the Absolutely. first church. Absolutely. And you can still work for God, just you and your husband. Yes. I think there's a lot of young people that, you know, they're isolated. Maybe they go to a small church. There's not a lot of young people. They don't have other churches around them. And those families, I want to encourage the moms, if you're a part of a church like that, I encourage you and your husband to take take your young people to camp meetings take them to pfyc yes them to a youth camp let them get involved don't be scared that what's going to happen and i can't control what goes on you know when i'm not around trust those um youth leaders you know if they've got a good name to you know to take your young people but they've got to get involved because if we don't get involved with our children and take them to these places the world they're interested in our kids. Oh, they want. Yes. Oh, yes. I think it's and very. Don't, we shouldn't be pushing our children to do everything else and then not have them involved in church functions. Absolutely. I'm big that on- is not building your home up. Because a lot of kids go to public school. And yeah. So- got all their friends at school, but they don't have any church friends. And so they end up marrying a companion of the world. Yeah. I'm telling you something that just burns me up is when is when um you you see parents christian parents that they have their kids at every well not maybe not every but so many school functions they are going to be there oh our kids can't miss it they have to be there and yet 
you don't see them on youth service night. You don't see them on midweek prayer meeting night. You don't see them at the youth rallies. You don't see them at, you know, different youth camps or camp meetings because they have pushed so far so much into school functions and, and maybe community functions that they they're too tired or yeah, and they, they don't have the money or whatever to do, do the things built around church. Absolutely. When mom and dad get where they need to be in the Lord and the Lord is their life, everything. I think that can so get on mom and dad that it gets in the kids. Yes. That's what happened to me. My mom and dad, they had it. I'm telling you, my mom, Sister Melissa, I was blessed. I would hear my mama in her room praying. She, she taught me how to pray. Yeah. And she prayed about when the lawnmower wouldn't start, when the car wouldn't start, when we were running out of gas. She, in the name of Jesus, helped me to get to the gas station. Yes. You know, yes. Taught me how important prayer was. And she would say, listen, we've got a need at the, dad got a, um, a need at the, uh, Coker, uh, plumbing supply, you know, we've got this builder and we need y'all to help us pray. And we would help them pray about it. And then when the Lord met that need, we were the first to know. And it taught us how we could pray and the Lord would hear us. And yes, you know, so those things are so important. Um, I want to mention this too, which I, I know social media, you know, is the going thing, but it is, um, it has its good and it's evil. Yes, it does. And that's where we're at in our culture right now is, you know, you can have your family at home, everybody at home, but your kid can be in the far country back there in his bedroom. Yes. You know? Um, the, you can have a prodigal in your house and really not know if you're not involved in their business. And I think it's important um, that parents. But let me tell you, I was a nosy mother. My kids, you know, I'm like you all, two kids married. Um, our baby is, um, he'll be 19 here in just a little bit, but he's at Bible school. So we're kind of like empty nesters. <laughs> and um, <laughs> But I was a nosy mom. Oh, absolutely. And I'm still nosy if you ask my children. But I mean, my 31 year old, I just told him or 30, he's 30. Yeah, 30 year old. I, I just told him on the phone the other day, I said, you know, just Caleb, you know, you got to make sure you're praying, make sure you're um, going to church. And, you know, Chelsea, I tell her, I tell Dakota. And but I was talking to Caleb this particular time. I said, I know you're 30. I know that you're married with his fifth child on the way. I yeah. said, but when you get 60 years old and I'm 78, I'm still going to be telling you these same things. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. It never, ever leaves us. That's right. Moms be nosy. Be in your kid's business. Get really? up all in their business. Don't you let them. Yeah. Okay. So my kids, <laughs> when they, when we got, when we got them phones, um, we did, um, I made, I went in on settings, I educated myself and I found out how to go in and I made a password where they couldn't download apps unless I put the code in. Yeah. That's I a good idea. Yeah. And I also made it where that, um, they couldn't get on Safari unless the code was put in. There was just a lot of things. My code had to go in. I had to know, so they couldn't go in and watch movies. They couldn't. Right. They, 
do a lot of things. I mean, it, I had to put that code in there yeah. and the protection. And I'll tell you, it's important that we have those boundaries. We yes. get in there, get involved because if we don't, the world will. And the world wants our kids. The thief cometh to steal, kill, and destroy. Yes. But as we wrap this up, I know we don't have very long. Jesus come to give life and he brought salvation and he can save. He can save your marriage. He can save your home. Yes. You may be out there today and you think, you know, I don't have the home that I wish that I had, you know, but you know, it's homemaking. It's what you make it. You can always, you have, you have the time allotted. You can start changing things. Exactly. And I know if if you change things overnight with your kids, your kids are, you know, maybe like what in the world is going on here, but you know, with prayer, prayer changes things. It changes us and the Lord, you wisdom with, with things and talk to you. I know the Lord would talk to me many times about what my kids were doing. And I would just go in that room and I'd tell them, I'd say the Lord has showed me this and I want to know, I you know, done that too. <laughs> and then on the other hand, I think we should be like radars. We've got to know when things are bothering our kids too. Yeah. We've got to be close enough to them that we can sense when something's wrong, when they're feeling lonely and anxious and all, you know, so, um, so I I believe in the, um, I I mean, I've already said it, get it, get up in your kid's business, you know, make sure, you know, that they've got boundaries. We all know that, but we have to balance it. We've got to flavor it. We've got to season it with love. We can't just. We can't just be like oh, you know, growling all the time. We need to have that love, compassion. Our children yes. are still, you know, they're still human beings. And, you know, we, we need to love them. We need to love on them and, and be there for them. And for our husbands, you know, we need yeah. that. We need that love in our home. I think that's, that's kind of like the glue that will hold it together is, is the love. Absolutely. And, um, I was, I'll say this one thing before I let you um, say your last comment, but um, you started off with Proverbs 14 and one about the wise woman buildeth upper home, um, yeah. but the, what was foolish. it say? The foolish plucketh it down. Yeah. So um, build, I, I just kind of thought about this while you was um, saying that build actually means to make stronger. When you build something up, you're making it stronger. You're reinforcing it. So to be a wise woman, we need to reinforce and make our home stronger. What God has given to us, what God has provided, what um, he has set in motion and what our husband has came under the Lord and, and built up and everything we're helping where they help me, we make it stronger. But if we're foolish and we pluck it, pluck means to separate forcibly or abruptly. And that just sounds so terrible to me. I mean, it it sounds scary, you know, to separate forcibly, to force that separation or abruptly to separate things, to, to, you know, cause division. And, and actually, if you're doing that to your home, you're causing division between the Lord and everyone in your home. Absolutely. So we need to be careful with that. And it can have a little bit 
it can when when we get full of ourselves. Usually that's yes, yes. So yeah, we all have to be on guard. Yes. Um, thank you so much for this opportunity. Sister. Well, this is not going to be the last time that we hear from Sister Shay. Um, she'll be on here more times, whether she knows it or not. <laughs> 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 but um, I hope that y'all have enjoyed this episode of, of us speaking about homemaking. And um, we want you to join us again. And we're going to have other guest speakers. And Sister Shay, thank you so much for getting under this burden um, with us and, and sharing your thoughts that the Lord gave you about us building up our home. Well, I appreciate it. Thank you for having me. Thank you. And we will meet here again when when we meet again <laughs> so thank you all for listening y'all have a good day bye-bye bye thank you for tuning in today and we hope you join us again here on behavior that becometh holiness ladies ministry god bless you and remember keep smiling Thank you.